And it's my pleasure to introduce Jenny, who's going to share a few thoughts. Don't you just love it when the Lord is uh, moving and confirming? And I think I, I said a few weeks ago when I was speaking, Jane had done the nugget, and uh, as she was speaking, I couldn't believe that she had used the same scripture. And, well, guess what? Same scripture, Elliot referred to one faith, one Lord, one baptism this morning. If you were here in the nugget, and that is actually, I've got the notes, you can have a look. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh Lord, is he stealing my thunder? Or are you speaking loudly from heaven? I mean this. Because uh, it's my, it was my opportunity today to minister the word. And as I was thinking about it, the only thing I could, couldn't get away from was the necessity to understand covenant relationships and the importance of us being at one so and and you know i don't know how those of us that do minister and have a you know you you're fighting the lord for a word and you want the word to be so revelatory that it astonishes you and so I'm, I'm like, Lord, covenant. You like covenant? Like we know about covenant. We know that it means this. And we know that it means that. And he wouldn't let me loose off it. So I'm just going to show you the first portion of what I had done. Because it's important. If you remember when Maria was speaking, she gave us some of these as jump-off points. She said that this year, this 5778 year, is a gate. And we're in the iron decade so one of the things we have to recognize is there's going to be a lot more angelic activity that we'll be aware of did you hear what Tupo was saying when she shared the angels had gone before her and she was very much aware of that when she went into Malawi this year you don't have to strive and scheme to get ahead not that you should any year but I mean this year in particular there's going to be an ease of our moving forward God will give you a strategy for victory. When it looks like the enemy is you cornered, God will send his angel to deliver you and he will send that angel to call you into his presence again where you can gain fresh revelation for the season ahead. This is just by way of recap to get onto the point because she then went on to tell us that the chet, this shape is the chet, it's the, it's the eight and it suggests there are at least four key gates to pass through this year. Can anybody remember any of the gates? There's more than four, but she said four. Grace, covenant, worship, and warfare. Jean, you get the Mars bar today. Um, so I'm saying to the Lord, so which one should I focus on? And he very definitely said, covenant, relationships, because of what he wants to do amongst us. He's got to fortify something within us this year for what's ahead next year. And if we go in with that understanding, when it gets difficult, like uh, Elliot was, was referring to, we won't be taken by surprise and we won't lean into our emotions that go, well, poor me, they've offended me. We will recognize that if the Lord is calling the body to a higher level of unity, there is going to be an enemy at the gate that is going to do his utmost to make you offended with me and me offended with you. And I'm learning in my older age, whereas the old me would be very, um, what's the word when you, when, you, when you respond too quickly? 
react, reactive and, and impulsive, I have learned by God's wisdom, grace and mercy that if I just take a step back and think about this, he has a way to sort it out differently to me. <laughs> Aren't you glad about that? I am. So uh, I had started to put together some ideas and thoughts about this. This is a year for us to be connected. The body of Christ is a very unusual thing. It's not like joining a night class at the college. When someone asks you to go to church with them, be involved with a body that is a living organism It demands a moral response. You cannot come to a church like this and just sit. That's Jean and I then. As we're worshipping with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength, I just just think, this, this could be my last opportunity to do this. Let's go for it. Let's go for broke. Let's give our all. Let's not be half hearted. Let's not be cold or, or, or insipid. Let's either let's make let's make the devil mad by whatever we choose to do together, we do it with all of our heart. Let's go for broke. Yeah? So it's a year to be connected. If you're not connected or you don't feel connected, I thought it was great when Elliot said, you know, if you're on the edge and you've got something burning in your heart, come and talk to someone, especially Dave, because you will get a hearing. And uh, I like that. Your future will be determined by the covenant connections you have this year. I know, and this was one of the things I was going to say a little bit later, I might talk about it next week, uh, is that Jesus, he knew what was in everyone. But he didn't entrust himself to everyone. But he didn't go around being suspicious of everyone. We've We've just learned some very sad news about someone that that has connected to us in the past here and is going through a really, really, really difficult time. But part of that issue for that person is because darkness has captivated them. And when you hear that news, the first reaction is, oh, I didn't realize that was possible within that person. But that's possible within all of us. Because what happens is if we don't stay close to the Lord and one another... The enemy can capture a part of our heart or our emotions and thereby start a war that causes you to get disconnected. And as Maria said the other week, it's the banana that gets picked from the bunch that gets eaten. So be connected. I want a good future. So I'm going to hang around with people that are also going for, going for broke and going for those good things. It's a year to reject isolation and independence. So that's a conscious choice. I think what Elliot was saying this morning was very much, we have a responsibility, we have a responsibility in this. God wants to knit you in covenant with brothers and sisters. And uh, that was where I was going. So I think Elliot was doing such an amazing job, don't you? That in our flexibility as team and family, we'd like to welcome him back to continue. So let's honour him. And Elliot, please come. <laughs> That's the shortest preacher you've ever heard me do. 
Thank you. <clears throat> Some of you have been praying very hard for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, this morning, if you are not here, well, I s- said I have five points. Uh, Dave asked me to prepare for the nuggets a couple of months ago. So the message has been in my heart for some time, and I kept asking God to remove it. <laughs> I said, change it, Lord. This is not like church word. I want something churchy. <laughs> you know, so that God wouldn't change it. So last Sunday, um, was it Sunday? Yeah, um, Saturday, I actually was in the park. And I thought, yeah, I'll test this word to see whether it's of God. I'll preach it to myself. And I just couldn't stop preaching it to myself. <laughs> So I I mentioned two points, and I couldn't stop. One hour was still going on. I said, I have to stop here. Thank you. I know it's yours. I'll take it. (laughs) Amen. So I spoke on two uh, points earlier on about the dysfunctions of a team or a church or a family. And I said, the first one is the absence of trust. There has to be trust among us. Amen. There has to be vulnerability. Um. So if one member cannot be vulnerable, it's going to affect everybody. You know that. Yeah. And uh, the fear of conflict was another point. Holding back and not uh, really addressing issues and not coming out. And, uh, you know, saying the things that matter to you the most. Um, Because we don't want to offend other people, we think we need to hold back. We shouldn't say something. But... We know that in the church uh, scenario, mostly, as, you know, there are some things that they will be said in meetings or in congregation like this. We wouldn't say it to anyone else, but when we get to the car park, you know what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. So, but if we are in this together, we have to um, understand that you cannot hold back certain things. Amen. So um, preserving relationships by not uh, arguing is tantamount to failure. And the third point to talk about is uh, lack of commitment. So one is the absence of trust. The two is the fear of conflict. And the third point is uh, lack of commitment. When we demand that people weigh in, We need to give them an audience. We shouldn't humor people. People need to know that I have been heard. My point is as important to this as the other person. I don't want to be humored. So just say it so that we can get over this. Amen. So when that happens, you don't have to say to people, be committed. Hallelujah. Even when we disagree, we will commit to this course that God is saying, do it. We will give it our all. Hallelujah. We are the 12 that follow the Lord Jesus each and every day. We don't just meet on a Sunday and it ends there and somebody stands here and they do a presentation We go home, we come back the next Sunday. When we are committed, even our last dime, we will put it. Put your money where your mouth is, that sort of saying. We will commit our finances because this matters to us. I know that 
I may have a different point, but I do understand uh, that that way is better than what I had imagined. Amen? Yeah. This year is the year of order. Many illustrations have been said about uh, the black sun, the starlings, you know, the birds. They seem to be chaos, when but there is order. There is spontaneity. They turn, they maneuver, but they are together. You cannot tell, this has been said before, who the leader is. But there is still order. This is the church of the new covenant. You may think there is no leadership, but there is leadership. God's appointed, anointed leadership. There is order. You seem to be getting up doing that, but there is order. When we are used to the old wineskin, we want the hierarchical structure to be in place. But here, it's not there. It's all horizontal. Hallelujah. Uh, We'll move to the fourth point, which is when there is no commitment, the next point is there is avoidance of accountability. When there is no commitment to a decision... People are not going to hold one another accountable. No commitment, no accountability. Accountability is not something we demand from leadership. Accountability is not only for those that are at the top. Let's put it that way. Accountability is peer-to-peer. So all the church members, you hold me accountable, I hold you accountable. Amen? Amen. You are committed to this. So you know I am committed. I wanted to say this earlier on. um, Just a testimony about my coming to this church. Um, I got invited a couple of times. And I was uh, diplomatic in my refusal. Uh (laughs) For many, many times. Effie was on my case. Uh, you come here, then she knew I was bothering, she was bothering me, and she kept pressing on, and she could tell from the tone of my voice, really, please, just leave me alone, you know, but I was being diplomatic about it, I will come when the Lord is ready, she says, yeah, I hold your word, you said when God is ready, so when God was ready, I came, I think there was a time you missed Jesus here for a couple of days, he had gone looking for the lost sheep. Amen. He found me. He brought me back on his shoulders and he put me. And this is what happened. You came around and started sniffing. <laughs> if you've been in agriculture or, you know, livestock farming, you realize when you have a crawl or a farm, when you bring in a new breed of animal, the rest that are there are going to sniff it. So there's some sniffing. Is this, are you really of us? You smell different. You can be of us. So that was good. Amen. That's how it's supposed to be. But God had un- brought me in, so plant- plucked from outside, planted in by the Holy Spirit. That Then he had to make me smell like everybody else. <laughs> now they have left me alone. You are part of us. <laughs> Amen. But that's when, 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 when we are a family, you know that is very important. And I may be 
bringing this at the level that is pretty l down, and uh, those that are gifted will take it higher. Hallelujah. I say the right words and use the right terminology. But it's very important that we all smell the same. Hallelujah. We all have to smell like, yeah, can. There was a word that the Lord, that the Lord gave me some times ago, and that was uh, Luke chapter 4 referring to this, uh, the Lord quoting Isaiah. When the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me. You remember that? Yeah. And the word was for the church. And God said, this season what I'm doing is for members of the church. Children in the church. Not visitors. Not people coming in to see what's going on and going out. But people that are committed to this. People that are um, Family, a uh, family of, uh, 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 of Khan ministry. In Mark chapter 14, reading from verse 18 to 20. The Bible says, and as they sat and did it, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, one of you which eateth with me shall betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say unto him one by one, Is it I? And another, Is it I? And he said unto them, It is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. Hallelujah. I said this earlier on that with the 12 disciples, they spent much time focused on Jesus, not on one another. And covenant requires that not only are we to focus with God in our covenant relationship, but we are to focus to understand that our covenant relationship extends horizontally to each and every one of us. Amen? As much as you have a covenant with God and you are in this church or this ministry, you are covenanted with Him. That means... You are covenanted with each and every one of members here. And we have got to get to know one another. Hallelujah. Many of the hurts that happen in people's lives, they don't happen in football matches. Many pains and many broken relationships, where do they happen? Do we know? The places where people are hurt the most. The church. The church. And God is saying, we've heard prophetically, the, I, I wish I could remember word by word what Didi was saying earlier on as the Lord was leading her to utter those prophetic utterances. That God is doing something new. We shouldn't be afraid. Hallelujah. We shouldn't fear. I hadn't prepared this word for today for me to be standing up. It wasn't in my mind. I knew my 15 minutes of, shame, of fame would have come earlier on and finished. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I hadn't prepared for this. But I believe this is what God wants the entire church to hear. It could be that it is you that have actually pulled on God and said, we want something different. Let it come not from the top, let it come from the bottom. Hallelujah. So we have to hold each other accountable. 
for attending meetings, for praying, for giving, for living the right life. Are you fulfilling your ministry? Are you fulfilling your calling? What are you doing about it? This church matters to me. I don't want it to break. And I don't want to be the cause that causes the split in the church. Amen? But sometimes we are afraid. And I thank God that they have put somebody like me here today. This is probably someone up there will be probably thinking how to say this. I absolutely have no idea, so it just comes out. <laughs> Amen. And God is saying, You're, you are important here. He has brought you here. Don't feel like you are being humored. You are not being taken for, you are not being taken seriously enough. Rise up. Look at somebody and say, rise up. Amen. We see many stories in the Bible. Uh, Paul held the church of Coran- Corinthia accountable. When you read First Corinthians chapter 2 and chapter 3, you see how Paul deals with the church of Corinthians. He holds them accountable. I will not uh, go to read that. Behavioral, behavioral accountability. Did I say it right? Always precedes results. Amen. So do you know that kind of life I live? Maybe I look all right on a Sunday morning. But from here, do you think I live a life that glorifies God? Do you think so? Does it glorify you? Would, can you? Can I bring it to your level and say, this guy represents me. Represents my family. Do I want to be seen with you outside in the world to say, yeah, you know, we are together. Hello? Okay, come on, please talk to me. <laughs> Amen. It's okay for most of us to just say, yeah, I represent God, I I move with God. But when it comes to knowing that I represent you, it's it's a different thing, isn't it? When I go on the streets of Burton or Derby, I know it's not just for myself. Hallelujah. I know it's for you too. When they speak about my church, I get involved. I don't gossip. I get involved. I put things right. I put things into the right perspective. Why? Because I have have really bought into this. It matters to me. Hallelujah. We have to be accountable. When there is avoidance of accountability, I'm going to the last point. There is inattention to results. And still in Mark chapter 14, reading 27 to 29. Jesus says unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it is written, I shall smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be what? Scattered. But after that I am risen, I will go before you into Galilee. 
But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. Amen. Now, Peter is one guy that shows us a picture of some characters in, in the church. Jesus says plainly to Peter, you are not one, all of you twelve. To all of them, he says, you are not really what I want you to be. I've been with you and walking with you and the whole idea is to make you one. You remember the, the prayer in John chapter 17, don't you? Yeah. That prayer relates or speaks to them from a horizontal level. Relate at that level. And Jesus says, for three years, over three years, I've been walking with you. And I've seen, you guys are not one. He didn't have to say that prayer if they were one. You think? The guys were very spiritual. They cast out devils. They quoted scriptures. They said, I'm with Jesus. They walked on water. One did. Sunk. (laughs) 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 But we understand that these guys, their relationship with each other didn't matter. But to God, to Jesus, that was the whole idea. Hallelujah. So, it is easy in church to actually know that this person doesn't care about me. You know that. We just brush each other. Excuse me, I'm passing you. You you know that. Come on, look at me. Do I matter to you? Am I your brother? Am I your sister? Give me a handshake. Give me a hug. We made a covenant with Dave, he says, everyone, actually, Joe says, yeah, you, I, he said it. He says, yeah, I bear you witness. Say, we have to give each other a hug every day. We are in church on Sunday. We've stopped doing that. <laughs> Amen. But that is important. He was just saying, hey, you know, me and I, you and I, I think we are the same sort of characters. We are very conservative. We like to hold people out, back, back off, don't come into my space. You know what I mean? He says, no, it's important that you come in and I come into your space. We are family, isn't it? Results are important. We understand that what God is doing in this church is different from the last season. It is a new covenant. It is, David said it by quoting Mary the last time. Whatever he says to you, do it. Hallelujah. And they said to him, this is better. This wine is of better vintage than the first one we had earlier on, isn't it? Yeah. This is better than the old, is it not so? Yeah. And the, the word better, I think, to me, doesn't mean it's new in a sense. It means that he has kept it longer than the first one he gave him. Actually, the one he gave him was not the best. Don't make myself clear. The last, the old covenant, God had preserved the new. So he gave them that and still held, held on to the new. So we are getting a better vintage. Yeah. It was there already. Hallelujah. 
So um, does this church matter to you? Does the results matter to you? The result that we grow? The results of prayer? The result of the move of the Holy Spirit? It matters to you? The reason it matters has to be because we are accountable. We are committed. We are not walking on egg, uh, what do you call it? Eggshells. We are not afraid of one another. Hallelujah. We trust one another. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Hallelujah. The church is not about me. Amen. It's not about me, myself, and I. You know. If, like Peter, you are like that. Lord, they may all deny you, but not me. You know, Peter would have made it very simple for himself. He said, if we are all going to deny you, please help us. He didn't. He said, me. So if you are an I, you will not function here. <laughs> so we have to know who the eyes are. Me. If you are me, like Peter, and saying, this has to be about me. Let us know early so we can fire you. Amen. Of course, Jesus didn't do that, but he, I don't think we have time to waste. If you are not, if it's about you, please, it's Peter, uh, Steve said this, the door is empty. Please don't bang it on your way out. <laughs> it's open. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We want results, but not just results on a Sunday. <clears throat> But results, seven days a week, 24-7. Hallelujah. Amen. I think I'm done. Thank you for listening. I think we get in this church, we don't recognize the value of what the Lord is doing. And I think it requires just a, a simple response in our hearts. So, Jane, if you'll just... What's the song that that has um, people may come and people may go? I don't know whether we've got it on there. Uh, Seas, not... Um, go on loving you. Yeah. Do, do you want to... I mean, the band, please, please feel free. I just want us to take a few minutes to uh, let the Lord challenge us with what we've heard. Now, does it matter... There are many churches that you can go and sit in and you won't, you won't be challenged necessarily. You can go in and go out, but not so with this one. And as Steve and I were driving in this morning, we talked about how the Lord had called the church into being and the apostolic and prophetic mantle that's in, that was in Burton that we have picked up that opens a portal for those that don't yet know. This is far bigger than we can imagine. And so let's ask the Holy Spirit to just uh, challenge our hearts. You make your own response. Do I trust? Am I trustworthy? Am I prepared to be vulnerable to a different level? 
somebody's going to have to remind me. Countable was fourth one. Second one was fear of conflict. Yes. You know, part of the healing process isn't the necessity to say. Now, I've been reading about this, so this is this is going to help us. When you say to someone, you offended me, what you've done is projected an accusation onto them. Do you see that? Jill, you offended me. What the correct thing to say is, when you said what you did, this is how I felt. What are we doing? We're taking the responsibility of the response onto ourselves we're not judging or accusing because we don't know that we don't know what their heart is it's his, his business and I've been I've been guilty of this you've offended me so I'm going to back off from you whereas we should say when you did that to me or you said that or you took that that stance this is how it made me feel what that does is it gives the other person an opportunity to say, I am so sorry for that. I did not realise that that would hurt you to that degree. Now, we've all been in situations like that, haven't we? Can you hold your hand up and say yes? So let's let some of those things go. I mean, I'm dealing with a situation in our family right now where my brother has divorced us. I've got a two... two my brother's two years older than me and since my mum died two years ago he's not wanted anything to do with my dad or me I live with that daily I would like to phone him up and give him a piece of my mind I'd even like to sit with him and say when you took that stance this is how it makes me feel but there's no impasse at the moment there's no way that we're at an impasse there's no way I can get to him so we're all dealing with stuff that is deep hurtful let's let it go Let's let him in. So, Father, as a response to this message that we've heard today, you know every move of our heart. You know what motivates us. You know what makes us back off from people. You know what draws us to one another. And we're asking, Father, that no one in this room today would have any offence in their heart that would want them to back off from you firstly and then one another. Where there's those things, Lord, that are so painful from past seasons, we want to bring them to the light and have you deal with them. I want to be trustworthy and I want to trust. I want to be vulnerable. I want to be accountable to my brothers and sisters. I want to have no fear of conflict. I want that ability to be a repairer, one who comes in between and is able, Lord, to have you mend and heal. I've reached out this week to people that had left us many times, many, many weeks ago, many months ago. I've reached out. Lord, repair hurt and damage only you can do that and we ask you father to show us how we can change within our hearts change our hearts lord change me lord now ask yourself does it matter does it really matter to you where this church is in 12 months time 
if I keep doing the same thing that I'm doing now towards my brothers and sisters in this church, it will be the same. What can I do? How can I have the Lord change me so that we're different in 12 months? In January, it'll be our 20th anniversary of ministry. And we're feeling like that's not as significant as 21 years. 21 years gives us a whole year to work on our relationships, our foundations, our moving together, our ministry together. Could we set ourselves from today a goal and say, Lord, what can I be doing in the next 12 months that would cause this body to be so vibrant, so alive, so dynamic, that no one that they could say of us, have you seen and heard what's going on amongst them? Because we can pray for the power all we like. But if we don't love one another, it's just words. And it's power that won't have any substance to it. So if you don't have a love for the church and you've been coming to Cannes for some time and you know you're on the edge or you're cold, ask the Lord what that's all about. And ask him to stir something in you that changes you. Because we want everybody in the right place at the right time doing the right thing that's causing life to flow. We're calling upon you today, Lord. Let life flow through us where it hasn't. We speak life into the dead, into the ashes, into that that's cold. We speak life into it today, Father. We know you're on it. And we thank you, Father, for the word that you have brought amongst us today. Now we respond. <laughs>